Inconceivable, a game of nerdery and nonsense, trivia and tribulations. Now let's join our panelists and your host, one of the few men in today's world whose name mostly rhymes with controversial 21 champion Charles Van Doren, Dan Morin. <laughs> Welcome to Inconceivable, <laughs> a game that tests two teams' knowledge of the nerdy, useless, and obscure. To my right is Team One. We hope she's not superstitious about going first, Kathy Campbell. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> Good one. Falls here, but he's already looking ahead to the coldest winter, Anthony Johnston. It's just a wig, Dan. It's just a wig. <laughs> <laughs> and it's her first time on the show, and we sense she has mixed feelings about it. Quinn Rose. Hello. Uh, who will be captaining Team One? I have that dubious honor. Ah, uh, all right. Our superstitious... Uh, primary yes. captain there. All right. Kathy will captain team one. Excellent. To my left is team two. It's time for her to go into the West, the West world that is Kelly Gamont. Hi, Kelly. <laughs> Hi, Dan. Uh, whenever uh. he's here, it's a red letter day, but we don't want to press him, Glenn Fleischman. Uh, I'll, I'll rubricate you up one side and down the other, Dan. Thank I you. don't know what that means, but it sounds exactly. very impolite. <laughs> And every time we think we've given her a stumper, she gets off scot-free Liz Miles. Hello. And who will captain team two? Uh, we need about two uh, minutes to figure it out, and then the answer will become clear. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's Liz Miles. <laughs> sorry, Liz. Not jumping lines. Uh, captain oh, Miles. If only there was a way to sack members of your team. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're allowed to. You're the captain. You can do whatever you want. You can want. smack me on all you want. <laughs> all right. Reminders correct answers are worth 10 points with partial credit, decided by me and our scorekeeper, Mr. Friedman. Let's Hi. begin with round one. Round one is titled Movie of the Years. Oh. There are a lot of movies that deal with time travel. I'm going to give you the years involved in a particular time travel movie. You give me Ooh. the movie. So as an example, oh, yeah. if I said cool. 1985 to 1955, you would say, <gasps> Lex, you know this one. I do. <laughs> Does Glenn know this one? I wonder. I know this one. It's the. Oh, okay. I actually do know this one. It's the cousin yeah. of that soccer player. <laughs> well, <laughs> it would be Back to the Future, the original. Yeah. Yes. All right. That's how the game works. We're going to start with you, Kathy. <laughs> All right. All right, Kathy, 2286 to 1986. Uh, all right, team. <laughs> Hello. Starting early. Yes. Okay, so I, I'm going to guess 86. That means it's probably a movie that was made in 86. It's probably Something against... like Time Cop or... Oh, could it be Terminator? Oh. Or, or was that 84? Oh, mind you, it could be... Say, I'm equivocating. <laughs> no, just list off every movie. It's great. Then we'll be all set. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Every movie every movie you name, you just start losing points. I, I'm, I'm good with uh, Terminator. That Oh, but Time Cop is random enough that it would be a good choice. Oh, this is the first question. Yeah, you want to start yeah, on a really so good it. note today. Yeah. Okay, let's go with Terminator. Final answer. Terminator is not correct. Does anybody on the other side happen to know this one? Uh, isn't it mm. Star Trek, the uh, the whale movie? It is Star Trek IV, <laughs> The Voyage Home. <laughs> and they go back and save the whales. No points, but bragging rights. There you go. The, the nuclear whistle. The nuclear whistle. The mouse talking. 
thing. Not surprising that Glenn's really good at time travel questions since he first joined this podcast six days from now. <laughs> <laughs> Deep cut. Deep All right. cut for the bonus track. Kelly. Uh, Kelly, um, yeah. ni- 1912 to 528. Even further back. Uh, okay, 1912 to 528? Yes. Team. <laughs> um, those are the years I'm going to guess H.G. Wells' The Time Machine, Kelly, because I believe that was written around 1912, but I don't remember the 528 part. I only remember the future part, but I assume yeah. it went to the past, too. I haven't read it. Because, like, why that. wouldn't you, right? Like, if you had a time machine. You go to the past, so you could get dysentery well, and we're only talking about a movie. Oh, it's movies. I'm sorry. But the movie is set in... Uh, I will say, yes. These, uh, just as a reminder, these are all movies. Uh, right. Some of them may be movie adaptations of other materials, but they are all movie versions that we're talking about right. here. Right. But my so, recollection is one of the early H.G. Wells Time Machine movie was set in the time was supposedly it wasn't set in the uh, it was set in the time that H.G. Wells was supposed to have written it. But I don't remember him going into the past is the thing. What else happened I in 1912? I don't either. So I'm trying to think what or if it's a I'm going to go the opposite of Anthony on this one and say that maybe this is a current movie that's set like a, a, a more recent era of film. But it's set in 1912 and goes even further back because. Really, if you shot it in 1912, how do you show me that long ago? No, no, um, that's what I mean. <laughs> but what happened in 528 is my question, Liz. That's, yeah, that's, that's a great question. Well, <laughs> I don't think oh, yeah, Hollywood I existed in 528. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got exactly the same thought about the time machine, because I, I have seen time machine movies, but I really yeah. don't remember them go back to 528. And why would you go to 528? No, Nothing happens. Back, Seems they like always go forward in the time machine. Error. Um, yes, a lot but of 528, who wants <laughs> to go true. there? I'll just say, let's get lunch. Um... <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I really don't have any better uh, idea than the yeah, time machine. Yeah, I think time machine is the closest thing I can come up to. I'm going to go with different? the time machine. Final answer. Wow, that is that is a great guess. It is not correct. Does anybody <laughs> on Team One know what this that. one is? I can see that. It's not no. that. I've never seen it, but it's not that Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court. Indeed, thing, is it? it is. Oh, it is oh, the movie version. It is the. It is the Bing Crosby version. Uh, yeah. He plays a singing mechanic oh. from 1912 who ends up back in 528. And to your point, I, I, you know, it's funny. I asked this question for my for my test audience yesterday, and they were also saying 528. Nothing happens in 528. I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is a mistake. Like nothing did happen right. in reality. Right. Yes, right. exactly. Yes, yes. We just watched we just watched that film too. I think a few months ago. And, and the trick for oh, I will man. say, you know, now that you've both answered a question here, one of the important things to remember, I think you've gotten a couple of the good uh, the clues down, but some of it is thinking about when these movies were made and more to the point like having two concrete dates there are a lot of time travel movies i looked up and i couldn't use because they're ostensibly always set in the present but a year is never given for when they're set so it's a little fuzzy so i tried to go with things that are concrete and give actual years all right anthony you're up next hit me 2074 to 2044 2074. So, right. So, even the going back in time is still in the future. In the future. Uh, Depending on that what was, that was a episode. confusing sentence, sure. but I will agree with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very optimistic, Lex. Uh, wow. Okay, team, help. Um, it says there's only a 30 year gap. It's yeah. not a very good time. Yeah. That's all. 30 years. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Is it. Um, this is not my final answer. I'm discussing with my team. Uh, is it that <laughs> uh, recent one, um, Looper? Was the oh ooh, was the I, past bit of that set in the future? It was, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was. I, I. That's a yes. I approve of that guess. 
I haven't seen it, so <laughs> I'd go with your guess too. <laughs> okay, I'm, uh, yeah, all right. Final answer, Looper. That is a great guess. And it's correct. Ten Yay! points. Well done. Well done, sir. Way to ruin that one out. Yes, Looper Ryan Johnson, who will be directing uh, episode eight. Um, Indeed, excellent and, director. Yeah, this was one of his uh, previous movies. It's pretty good. It was I enjoyed really that movie, movie too. Yeah. I, I recommend all of his movies. If you enjoy Looper, all good. go back and watch things like uh, Brothers Bloom. Brothers Bloom, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Good, good stuff. Oh, that's great. All right, uh, Glenn, your turn. Ooh, aha. 1893. To 1979. Uh, oh, I think that's um, team. I think that's actually the Time Machine movie with with uh, Malcolm McDowell in it, or no, Roddy McDowell in it, because <laughs> I believe it was released around then. And he's H.G. Wells pursuing uh, a murderer into the future, who is played by David Warner. I think the guy from uh, one of the, the multiple Star Trek uh, actor, classical actor. Does that? Sound he was familiar? in Doctor Who too. Oh yeah, yeah. So is that, does that I sound the right? Bad guy I think in Tron. It's a, oh yeah, yeah. He's so wonderful. Um, that's the that's the movie I'm thinking of. Liz or Kelly? Do you remember the name of it? Was that Time After Time? Was it or is it? Uh, it was H.G. Wells was a character, but it wasn't the Time Machine. But it wasn't the time. time Machine. I, um, I am not familiar with this movie, alas. I think so I cannot help you. I want to say it's Time After Time, but there's also a Christopher Reeve movie that's got some that's. Oh, I shouldn't even say that. I'm not even going to find any details to the other team in case that one comes up. Well. <laughs> if- uh-huh. Uh, well, if, that, if that's the name, go for the name. I think, I, okay, so I know it's I the know right that movie. the movie you're talking about exists, but I cannot help you with the name of it. I only have okay. a vague recollection of the film, so, so okay. by all means, so, go for it. I support so, your decision. So my team yeah. wants points for if we got the concept of the movie correct and the details and actors. We, yes. But I'm going to say also... time after time uh, and those details. That was very nearly a Liz Milesworth performance. Ten Woo! points. Yes. Uh, oh, excellent. Malcolm she McDowell. Rubs off on you. Malcolm McDowell, not Roddy McDowell. Uh, and it is uh, he is H. G. Wells pursuing David Warner, who is Jack wow. the Ripper. And they made yes. a TV oh, version of it, this yeah. last yes. year, and it was apparently abysmal because it got it canceled so awful. very quick. I heard nothing about it. It was great. Uh, yeah, good good one on there. Yeah, I've actually never seen that one, but I I love the concept. I don't know if it's, it's a good movie it's or not. not- it's not bad. It's a you know. It's it's a critique of modern urban uh, destruction of 1979. That's what it really is. We've all been there. We've yeah, all been there. You know, yeah. it's Escape from New York, but with time machines. All right, Quinn sold. All right, <laughs> Quinn, <laughs> buckle in for this one. It's going to be a little bit longer. Here we go. Okay. 1903 to to 635,427,810 to 802,701. Okay. What the? Um, Uh, Hello, team. Uh. (laughs) Okay, so obviously this is a jump around movie. Yeah. Jump, Um, jump, jump around? Yes, exactly. Um, Can I get the rest of the dates after 2030? Uh, 20... I'm trying to write them down. In, in... So I'll, I'll do them all. 1903 to 1899 to 2030 to 2037 to 802,701 to 635,427,810 to 802,701. Oh, this is 21 Jumps Street, right? That's the... <laughs> Glenn, you're fired. Uh- uh, question about the the year with the millions. Is that AD? 
<laughs> yes, I'm going to give you that one. It's AD. Yep. Assumes facts, not in evidence. Okay. That's oh, a good question. That so was they smart. didn't go back yeah. into the dinosaurs. That, it's in binary. So that helps narrows it down. Uh, right, yeah. Martin down to just 635 million years. <laughs> oh, is that all? Uh, so the only thing wow. I could think of that would jump around this much is Doctor Who, but that's a TV show. So. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, wait, there are Doctor Who movies. Oh, ooh, are there? Mm. That would count for this? There are three. But they're, but they're also kind of bad and low budget, so I'm not sure <gasps> they would have, you know, done oh, that geez. sort of... <laughs> I heard Liz <laughs> take offense. Run, Anthony, run! Don't offend run, the other team! Again. Low budget Doctor Who? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Back! Uh, Did they jump around that much in one of the movies? I I haven't seen them in decades, so... I mean, apart from the terrible... Um, well, it's not that terrible. You know, uh, what's his face one with Eric Roberts? <laughs> I always yeah, dress uh-huh. for the occasion. Um, <laughs> Paul McGann, it's stop Paul being wrong about Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they don't actually travel much in time in that one. Anyway. Liz can drive up and get to you, Anthony, so watch out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I have... What about that Sliders movie? Is that all about time or space? I've never seen it. Sliders? Uh, yeah. I don't know. It came out a few years ago. It's probably I'm trying that. to remember. I think it might be both space and time. Right, 630, I mean, that's got to be a high concept movie because that's basically the end of the universe or thereabouts, right. isn't it? So, hmm. uh, oh. Spoilers. <laughs> it's not hitchhiker's guide right oh oh but then the, but there's no present day in it like at no point is there you know sort of 1980 something you mean or 1903 or 1899 right so right yeah, but in the future really right yeah. okay yeah there's no late 20th century stuff which is where hitchhikers starts so no got me yeah i really don't know we need an answer, Team One. Say Doctor Who movie. Do we know a name? Do you... No, just it say doesn't a Doctor officially Who movie have a name. <laughs> maybe yeah. get five points. The PMG yeah. one. Okay. Our best guess is a Doctor Who movie. That <laughs> is a good guess. It is incorrect. Team Two. I'm this guessing is the time this machine. is the time machine. That is the time machine. H U L. Specifically, the movie version with Guy Pierce. Which I saw yeah. in the movie theater, oh, the and I remembered, okay. as it turned oh, oh, out, very years. little about that movie. <laughs> I didn't realize they jumped around quite that much. Yes, because he goes back, and for, at first he goes back, he builds a time machine, goes back and tries to stop his, like, fiancé from getting murdered or something. And then oh he just God. starts going forward, like, really far. And at some point, he, I think he goes really far forward to, like, kill someone by, like, pushing them off the time machine in, like, the super far future. And there's, oh like, nothing God. there. Yeah, it's really, apparently, I, again, I saw it in the theater. I don't remember very much of it. I don't think it was a great movie. <laughs> I was going to go out of a limb and say that. Yeah. All right. Liz, let's finish up this round. This is also a long one, so buckle in. Here we go. Okay, okay. 1988 to 1805 to 1879 to 410 BC to 1461 to 2688, to 1901, oh. to 1810, to 1429, to 1209, to 1863, to is 1988. That... Do you think it's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Oh, oh. Uh, give me him again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No. 
<laughs> I'm not reading it again. That's correct. <laughs> awesome, Liz. That was great. I'm not going to read again since you've already got there. It's fine. Yes, it's Bill and so Ted's crates. excellent adventure. They go to a lot of different places. Well, this is a modern Socrates. It is a modern. So you were just dust in the wind, dude. <laughs> uh, all right, that's round one. Lex, give me the scores. They're very close, Dan. Team two is in first place with twenty points. Team one is in second place with just ten. All right. Let's move into round two, which is the first of our fake-off rounds. In round two, team one must find the liar. Team one, you get to bid between one and ten points on the following category. If you get the uh, definition right, you will get that number of points. If you don't, you'll lose that number of points, so be careful. You're going to get three definitions for the same word uh, in the category of alien sociology. Uh, I'm sorry, my degree is in human sociology well it's pretty close then <laughs> yeah hmm. what's the difference really yeah do we want to go five points i mean we're already like down yeah but you know it's it's pretty much the start of the game isn't it i'd say it's, it's true ten. it's yeah. very true yeah i say just go for 10 yeah. all right we'll go for 10 all right they're going for 10 points bid in the category of alien sociology team one your word is sfik s-f-i-k and your first definition comes from kelly gamont right so this is uh from the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy and it is a word for giving birth from an alien race called the flaboos and uh in this particular species it's only the male that reproduces and they can carry up to 50 baby flaboozes in this pouch they have in the front but usually they don't have 50 in there. It's usually only like two or three because, you know, they got everyday carry that has to go in there as well. So, um, you know, by the time you add a Leatherman and a wallet and a phone and a few other things, like you don't end up having enough. They never end up having enough room for all 50. And Sfik is the word for when they give birth. All right. So it could be a, a word for giving birth for a particular alien society. Or it could be something else. Glenn, what is Sfik? Oh, well, Sfik, of course... Uh, of course it is uh, this concept that, you know, I know very well. It's about uh, – <laughs> sorry, I'm talking about <laughs> it's, um So Spick is a concept from an interconnected set of novels in one universe that combines um, something like losing face and authority and ferociousness. And uh, Spick is particularly – it's one, one species in this universe experiences or, or counts Spick – and um, it's a particularly nasty one because unlike losing face where you are personally embarrassed, if you uh, lose Svik, if your Svik is low, then you are very likely to be killed by your followers, uh, just like happens on Twitter. <laughs> uh, an alien form of Twitter where you uh, where you determine whether or not you lose face in front of your followers. Although, although in real, it's, I should clarify, in real life, it's not an electronic system. This is a real sociological. I'm just comparing it to the uh, the uh, main ads and uh, the way it happens on Twitter. That we get to our like, what if Twitter, similar concept. but for real, is what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, exactly. Could Perfect. be that. Uh, could be something else. Liz, what do you got for us? It is a. Guachen or Guachen, I don't know how to pronounce it, marriage right in Frank Herbert's novel The Dosadi Experiment from the fine year 1977. Oh, okay. So we've got a marriage right. We've got sort of a social standing um, co um, competition. And we've got a, a method of giving birth. Hard as it may be to believe, one of those is the definition of Svik. <laughs> Team one, which one is it? I don't believe any of them. 
<laughs> That's the definition. They all, they all sound ridiculous and absurd. Uh, From science I, fiction? <laughs> shocking. <laughs> shocking. What a concept. Does anybody okay, so know? No. Uh, no. Uh, um, I'm going to guess it's not the birth, because that would be more of a biological answer than actually sociological. True. Also, I have read Hitchhikers, and while my memory of it isn't, you know, is far from perfect, that doesn't ring any bells at all. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I have not read the Desadi experiment, so I, I have no idea. Uh, the thing that Glenn mentioned, I mean, it actually sounds feasible. The only thing that puts me off is, you know, Glenn's, but is it a double bluff? Was he deliberately sounding like he was reading from right. a card? Right. Right. Glenn puts me it's off. The sort of thing too. Glenn would do. <laughs> I would never, ever. No, of course not. Glenn. Start a podcast. Especially because we late. have we have such a short answer for the marriage right one. Yes, uh, deliberately short to right. throw you off. <laughs> wink, wink. Oh man, serious psychological warfare happening here. <laughs> yep. Wow. Yep. That's what. That's the definition of spec. No, that's right. It's way too early for this. <laughs> are, I, are, I, are either of you that familiar with Frank Herbert at all? Uh, I have never heard of him before today, so the answer would be no. Oh, okay, okay. He's the guy who wrote Dune. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. No, uh, I haven't read Dune. Right. No, I haven't read that. I read it either. I've seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Lex did read it, which I'm sure is entirely faithful to the book. Uh, yes, yep, of every course. detail. M- yeah, movies are always faithful to books, Anthony. Don't you know? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if they're not, your nice. Twitter followers kill you. So. I'm inclined to go with Glenn, and maybe that's a terrible mistake, but... Well, going with Glenn is usually a terrible mistake. I mean, don't don't physically go anywhere with him, Anthony. That would be a mistake. Wink. And may your Glenn go with you. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with with Glenn's answer. All right. You are are the captain, Kathy. You're going with Glenn's answer? Yeah. Quinn, are you on board? Yeah, I, I can get on board. We'll see how okay. it goes. All right. All right. Glenn, they think Spick is some sort of horrible Twitter-like, real-life, brutal, social standing thing. Is that true? Uh, unfortunately, uh, I, I am actually telling the truth this time. I know as implausible as that sounds, it is. It's from the C.J. Cherry, the C.J. Cherry's Chanur novels, which I'd never heard of, of which there are many. And one of the species uh, has essentially real-life t- Twitter with death consequences. Although it's not, again, not electronic, but essentially it actually feels so much. They use the term followers, and um, it seems to be very much about social networking just in real life. Wow, way ahead of its time there. But that's that's correct. And you bid 10 points, so that earns you 10 points, Yay! Team One. And for the record, Anthony, um, that's actually that's from Hitchhiker's Guide, um, but it's from and another thing. Oh, I didn't think I've read that. The thing is completely legit. I just gave the word to the part where they actually give birth. So right, that's, right. that's nice. a good that's a good bluff. Oh, that was yeah. a good bluff. All right. Well done. That is round two. Lex, uh, I got suspicion, but let me know. How are we doing after round two? Things are all tied up, Dan. It's 20 points apiece. All right. Great. Going into round three. Go. Round three is a uh, recurring game we do called What Doesn't Fit. Basically, I'm going to give you a list of items, <laughs> and you're going to tell me which of the things does not fit the pattern and why. Ooh. Five points, you get the uh, the correct odd man out, and another five for telling me why it doesn't fit the pattern. I would like everybody to know I've seen all the questions and answers and have no idea what the hell we're talking about. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's Impartial. Uh, this is the right. best kind of rounds. Kelly, we're going to start with you. Okay. The Book of Three. 
The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Encyclopedia Galactica, and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Okay. What, what was the Teen. first one? Was the Book of Three the first one? That was. The Book of Three, yes. Uh, I think Encyclopedia Galactica is the odd one out because um, the, uh, the Fantastic Beasts, of course, Harry Potter, but uh, Encyclopedia Galactica is Hitchhiker's Guide. I don't know the Book of Three, but it sounds like there's uh, something Hermione might mention when she's talking about some kind of spellcasting thing in passing. Yeah, I was going to go with reference. The other ones are reference books, and I don't know about the Book of Three, oh, so I don't know for that's sure. that's clever, too. Oh, interesting. Because that's what Fantastic Beasts and where, the, where to Find Them is. And that's yeah, you totally... And the actual Hitchhiker's Guide, not the book, but the guide, is a reference. It's true. Encyclopedia Galactica is just the guide. That, it's just the bad version of the Hitchhiker's Guide. Right. So... I'm also going to give an overall hint for this category this time. A lot of these questions are... Think meta. Think a little bit meta. Oh, so Kelly is on. You're on the right track then, because it's, so I'm, on, it's I'm on a track. Reference, reference books. Right. So two of those reference books. The book of three. Yeah, I don't know the book of three, but it doesn't sound like a reference book. Like the other two are like compendia of stuff. That's not a bad way to go at all. I don't think. Okay. Um. Now I'm wondering if Dan jumped in to steer us to the actual right track <laughs> or to encourage us down the track we're on. Um. He's not typically evil. That's more atypical. <laughs> I don't know. It seems very chaotic neutral. Like, I'm just going to jump in here because it'll be fun. Um, uh, so, I, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what, what the Book of Three actually is, but the other ones do seem like reference books to me. So, I like references in some fashion. So, Dan, I'm going to say uh, the Book of Three is the one of these things that's not like the other and it does not belong because it is not a reference material. That is a fantastic guess. And true, many of these are reference books, but that's not... The Book of Three is not oh. the odd man out, and it's not quite the rationale that we are looking for. Interesting. Um, oh. Does anybody on the other side happen to know? No, not the faintest idea. No, I... No, because no, the, the other three books are books that exist within fictional universes, and I thought the Book of Three was the odd ones out, because <gasps> presumably didn't. But if it's not the right one, then that you know is. What? You are you are closer uh, than you think with that. You are pretty oh, you are pretty oh, close. Oh, but you're oh not... so was so the Fantastic Beasts has been published as an actual book. Encyclopedia Galactic has not. Has Book of Three been also published as an actual book? Ah, <gasps> oh. you are you're you're, you're right on the <laughs> edge there. And I think the Lex, books. what do you think? We give him a few points for that. Yes, we're feeling generous today. All right, so here's the okay. deal. You're, you're pretty close. Uh, all of these books exist within the book of that they are, like the physical actual book. So the Book of Three is the first book ah. in the Prydain Chronicles by Lloyd Alexander. The Black Cauldron, for example, is oh. the second book. Oh. The Book of Three is a book in the Book of Three. The Hitchhiker's in Guide the to the Galaxy is in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and Fantastic ah. Beasts and Where to Find Them oh. exists within the Harry Potter universe. Yeah. Encyclopedia Galactica, which Glenn, I feel like you should probably remember, is the name of the work from Foundation, but none of the Foundation books oh. are called Encyclopedia Galactica. Wait, I thought Encyclopedia Galactica was the... Uh, was the Actually, Encyclopedia Galactica is inside Hitchhiker's Guide also. It's the book that, when it fell through a wormhole in space uh, from the future, said uh, the Sirius Cybernetics Corporation were a bunch of uh, guys who were the first up against the wall when the revolution came. So, I don't know. I may have to dispute that answer. I'm challenging. It is from Foundation, though. That is the work that Harry Seldon, I believe, is working on 
and over the entire 10,000 years. So it doesn't exist. The book foundation is not called Encyclopedia Galactica, whereas in every other case. Oh, I'm sorry. The no, book is saying. named. So they share some. Lex, what, ah, do we, what do you think? Oh, oh, so it's not just a book in the universe. Yes, that's right. It is the book, the, is the book that shares the okay. name. Mm. Now it's the eponymous book. Yeah. Yes, thank you. That was a, that perfect. That's thank you for word. summing that up, Anthony. Uh, Lex, what do you think? Well, if Glenn hadn't challenged you, I would give him more points. But, uh, <laughs> I figured. We say three, <laughs> three. Point hard. I'm leaning towards three points. Three points. All right. Two. Some points on the board there. All right, Kathy. Hooray. Kathy, your list is Charlie Townsend, Wilson W. Wilson Jr., Maris Crane, and Robin Masters. <gasps> oh, okay, so this is going to be about characters who were never seen, isn't it? Probably. Can you? What, who who was the, the second one? Sorry, I'm just writing them down so I can look at them. Uh, Charlie Townsend, Wilson W. Wilson Jr., Maris Crane, and Robin Masters. Wilson Jr. Okay. Hmm. It's not your. That's not your your question though, Liz. So FYI. Oh, I know. I know. It's just. I just want to look. Just Darn it! Why'd you say something, Dad? Yeah. He's gonna answer our question for us. Because <laughs> I am a pinnacle of fair play. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Anthony, uh, you're on the right track. Yeah, Robin Masters is the uh, owner of the estate in Magnum PI, and he's never actually seen. He's he's absentee. Um, so, and Mary's isn't Charlie Crane, Townsend um, Charlie's Angels? Yeah. Ah, could be. And Mary's Crane, could that be somebody from Frasier who's never seen? Oh, yes, yes. Um, uh, the brother's wife. The what, N- Niles' wife or something? Yes. I don't know. I, I wasn't a regular watcher. So so who's this Wilson W. Wilson fellow? Uh, I have no idea. But I'm guessing we actually do Wild, see him. from Wild West, is it? <laughs> well, it? It would match. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm good guessing the answer for the odd one out is Wilson W. Wilson Jr. Because you physically see him visually in... A television show. And you know what? That is 10 points. Yeah! Wilson really W. Good. Wilson Jr., known as Wilson from Home Improvement. Home Improvement. Is always uh, seen yes. behind the fence, good. but he does appear yes. on screen. You see his eyes. Shouldn't yes. only get partial points, only part of him is shown on screen? <laughs> That's, you know, Glenn, no. arguing, arguing with the host and scorekeeper, always a good play. I figured. That's what Alex said. Take his points away. That's what Alex said. So, so what, what is, is Mary Crane Niles' Yes, Mary Crane is Niles' right. wife, yes. and she has also never seen. Yeah. Right. There are a surprising number of characters. Uh, I spent some time researching this, and kind of disturbingly, although not surprisingly, a lot of them are like characters' wives who are mentioned yes. but never oh, seen. Yeah. But Carlson the Doorman, Carlson the Doorman in um, in Rhoda. There, so there, there are plenty. There are plenty. I was as I was watching with my girlfriend last night, uh, Miss Marple, the the Marple series from early two yeah. thousands. Her nephew is oh, frequently yeah. mentioned but never seen. Oh my! God. I thought you meant Miss Marple was your girlfriend. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's very smart. I respect her. Mis- She's. It's a mystery. All right, Glenn, your turn. Oh, I, I have a turn. Yep. Here you go. All right. Okay. <laughs> Cleric, fighting man, magic user, and thief. Um, I'll need some help from the team because I don't do this 2D thing. Uh, D&D, rather. Um, <laughs> yeah, 2D. That's what we call 2D. it. Yeah, 2D. It's not three-dimensional. 2D. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. We're playing 2D chess here. It's D&D. Uh, so, fighter, fighting man, cleric, 
magic user and thief. Um, I kind of assume, well, it's interesting. Wait, magic user, thief, fighting man. Are these all people who, that do three of them use magic and one doesn't? But it sounds like it's game related if it's going to be meta, like something that is, uh, these are all types of characters or classes from one game or structure or movie or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm torturing somebody. A cleric, is- yes, is a kind of is is a, a character in a role playing game. Generally, you have someone that that you have the option to roll up a character that is that particular capacity, like yeah. a cleric or or a magic user. Like there are a variety of different races that can end up being magic users. Like you could be an elf magic user. You could be- Apparently, oh. I know a lot more about this than I thought. I was going to say, this is good. what about <laughs> fighting man? I don't. I used to play D anD D many many moons ago, and I don't remember ever hearing a character called fighting man it sounds more like a no you'd have like a warrior yeah like this sounds like a bad translation oh, oh, of a list oh. of character types wait liz is this is what liz is about to say i'm predicting it hi <laughs> three of the ter- three of the terms are sort of generic words and one is specific like it's a definition like cleric is that what you're about to say liz no okay. um- <laughs> use your time machine glenn <laughs> um Fight, fighting man is yeah you're right the, the it's normally called a fighter but i think that fighting man was the first term that was used in dungeons and dragons really i oh. think oh so because that's all the original? only place that i can think of of hearing it because oh. you're right they're, they're, they're all classes but fighting man and magic user those are cleric and thief are like really common classes that i heard from loads of places but the only place that i think i've ever heard fighting man is First D and D. What do you think? Could it be fighting man, uh, magic user, and thief are terms from the original D and D, and cleric is not? Is that possible? Because thief, it's po- yeah. I mean, cleric Which is actually what I was going to say was maybe oh, that's sorry. the catch. No, that's it. That's so we, to me. Are, that sounds like the catch, especially if Liz knows that that sounds familiar. I I like that answer. Should we go? With I, I think I okay. Wait, Liz needs another uh, thirteen seconds to. Uh... No, no, it's just because I, I really, I'm, I feel. <laughs> I've got the clock running. No, it's just I'm not sure because I, I think that if you, if it's that, I, it's a fighting man, a magic user. Those are I, I'm I feel would feel fairly confident saying those were definitely there, but I didn't know between thief and cleric what would be. Oh, maybe what would be the odd one out. Oh, so maybe it's cleric. But I oh. but I really don't know which one it is. That's just uh, yeah okay I, I, yeah go with um with thief then it's a only reason the cleric sounds like the odd one out maybe this is why we shouldn't choose it is because cleric sounds like a very formal term when you're saying you know i have fighting man and magic user and cleric it seems very latin or so <laughs> well, i'm cleric, I, I'm cleric. Thing, <laughs> yeah uh, I know because the thing is the the sort of classic three different roles are the fighter the mag- the wizard and the rogue and a thief would be the rogue would but that makes sure. it, yeah. But that makes it really obvious then that the clerk's the wrong one out, the odd one out. So then I think is that would the, yeah, you well, know, is, is, to be would fair, that, that was only obvious easy. to you? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I think that. But the term like thief, <clears throat> it all sounds like Anglo-Saxon words except cleric, which doesn't. I wonder if that's the double bluff that we're getting played here. That it's actually cleric is the odd one, or cleric is actually part of an original D and D class, and thief was not. I don't remember Thief from playing years ago, but I've been playing with a later version anyway, so I don't know. All right, Team um, Two, yeah. what's your answer? Okay, how about this, uh, Team? Do you agree? Like, let's say, let's let's see if we can fix the bluff and say it's um, Fighting Man, Magic User, and Cleric are all original D and D classes, and Thief is not. What do you think? Okay, right, I'm right, good with that. It could go either way. All right, let's go so, with that. That's our answer. That. Oh God, I've got to break my pen. Someone. Ah! 
<laughs> you know, they it, wow. it's perfect, perfect for D and D that that got a little bit dicey. <laughs> Ouch! Oh. Well done. Oh that was God. you know full applause. You talked that one so out. Cleric, cool. fighting man, and magic user are all classes from the original D and D back in 1974. Thief was added yeah. in the first supplement, Greyhawk. Um, so yeah, well done. Dang, that's wow. ten points. Wow. What, what was team. the fourth class in original D and D? Was it Paladin? There was not a. There was not. There were only three. Paladin came. Oh, was there only three. Paladin came oh. along with Thief in the in the Greyhawk <laughs> right. supplement, and it was just, a right. subclass of Fighting Man. Just like BBC right. TV channels in the nineteen seventies, only three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well done, uh, Anthony. We're on to you. Okay. Here we go. I am Legend, the Running Man, the Cuckoo's Calling, and Jane Eyre. Okay. All known as things I have on my bookshelf right here. Wow. Whoa. That's a list. Okay. Wow. Uh, Psychological disorder. Right. Uh, okay. So, I Am Legend has been filmed twice. Once it was called Omega Man. Running Man has been filmed once, I believe, and they kept the title. Uh, Cuckoo's Calling, I've never heard of in any capacity. And Jane Eyre, obviously, is Jane Eyre. So... Uh, I mean, I don't know whether it's to do with movie versions, um, but that's Running Man was also a short story, whereas I'm Legend was a novel. But I don't know whether that's the the key here. Any help, team? I like the idea of the filmed multiple times, um, like adapt film ad. Yes, the story to movie adaptations, because obviously Jane Eyre has been done almost as much as, like, Austin. Right. Um, But what is The Cuckoo's Calling? calling? Isn't it that one of J.K. Rowling's new ones, the mystery ones? Oh, The Strike. Ah, which has, yes, you're right, and that's just been adapted to a TV series here in the UK. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is about ones that have been adapted to film apart from Cuckoo's Calling, which has only been adapted to TV. Maybe? Perhaps. Maybe. <laughs> Although, again, it wasn't called, like, the, the episode was called Cuckoo's Calling, but the series is called Strike. But nobody's ever changed the name of Jane Eyre, have they? So it can't be that. Right. Unless, well, do we know if Running Man, do we know for sure that Running Man has not had an adaptation that changed the name? Not to the best of my knowledge. I don't. I, could, I couldn't be a hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure we would have heard of it, wouldn't we? And I know. Uh, I mean, I know it was also that was one of the ones written as Richard Buckman, uh, you know, under Stephen King under his pseudonym. But right. was Jane Eyre written under a pseudonym? Oh, I, think, I don't think so. I think it was, wasn't it? Oh, and Cuckoo's Calling was also written under a pseudonym. So the right. answer is, I am legend because it was written by Richard Matheson, not using a pseudonym. Yes. <laughs> Well yes. done. Well done. Well, 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 very impressive. Yes, The Running Man was written, calling was written as Robert, Robert Galbraith. Galbraith. Right. Correct. Yeah. Jane Eyre was written as Kerr Bell. I Am Legend was written under Richard Matheson's real name, but when they first adapted, and in fact, Anthony, it's been done three times, uh, once as the oh, okay. Omega Man and once as the last man on Earth. And when they did that oh. adaptation in the, I want to say the early, maybe it was before the 70s, uh, he wrote the screenplay and didn't like it, so he had his name changed on the screenplay. <laughs> 
but the original oh, wow. story wow, right. is written under his name. So that predates the Charlton Heston version. Indeed. I think it's Vincent Price, I want to oh say. Goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I might have to watch that. It's that way sounds... back there. Um, rocket, yeah. rocket surgery candidate right there. How dare you, sir, about Vincent wow. Price? Uh, well done, though. Good, good. I was. I heard you, like, circling it and circling it, and I was like, oh, they, I think they might get there. So well done. <laughs> Very good. All right, Liz. Yep. The Rocketeer. A View to a Kill. Fringe and Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Oh, uh, three no. of these are Dan's favorite movies. And- <laughs> <laughs> ah, which one? <laughs> okay. Well, I do not. This is, I do not know Fringe the movie. I assume it means a movie here. Does it mean a movie here? Um, I am familiar with Fringe the TV series. Um. I uh, nothing immediately springs to mind other than no. What was the third what one? It's the... Th- Rocketeer, yeah. Sky Captain, Fringe, and A View to a Kill. Uh, a View to a Kill. I've seen um, the most obvious one would be that rocket packs were used to fly people around in three of them, and not the fourth. But I don't know. That sounds too obvious. Is it, uh, what, what's the fr- does it? What's the Fringe, the movie? I, I'll confirm for you it's not a movie. It's the TV show. Oh, okay. All uh, right. Okay. Okay. So you know okay. That. Uh, do people fly I around in rocket packs in Fringe, the TV do show? Do not recall jet packs in Fringe. Seems too well, obvious, though, because of the Rocketeer. Is that like... Does the rock, what, I haven't actually seen the Rocketeer. Is, oh. it, if there's, is it set in an alternate universe? Uh, no, it's kind of ours. It's kind of a, a 19... Uh, th- for, it's like there's Nazis in it, and... Um, Spoiler, there's Nazis in it, and Paul Sorvino, who is not playing a Nazi, um, and, and uh, my college classmate, Jennifer Connelly. Uh, Glenning! Stop <laughs> 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 the show! Um, yeah, so uh, a Rocketeer is about man who rockets. I mean, that's part of it. Uh, Builds jetpack, zooms around. I yeah. thought Sky Captain <clears throat> and the World of Tomorrow also had some sort of jetpack situation. Definitely. It's got every kind of technology in it that can be true. We're, we're, well, if we've all seen it, we're the three three of the ten people who saw that movie. Yeah. Um, so. And I know View to a Kill has jetpacks. I was thinking a Bond film. It's a Bond film, right? Thinking. Because, well, and also Walk-In. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was one of the ten people that, that didn't hate that one. So, the, <laughs> Does Fringe have jetpacks? I don't know. I don't remember jetpacks. Jetpacks. Am I being too um, obvious by suggesting jetpacks? Because that's like Rocketeer. He's planning that, he's planning that idea at us by giving it first but is it it's not because world of tomorrow is is really very alternate timeline but oh but it takes place in uh nazi oh wait is it nazi nazi stuff is uh are, are there a kill doesn't take place in nazi times no but did it feature nazis <laughs> i don't know i did not see that coming right um mm-hmm. that's what i'll say when we get it wrong <laughs> gosh because <clears throat> i'm remembering i mean that is the thing there's like nazi nazi stuff is prominent in two like, of the films i know that my my recollection of Fringe is vague enough that I don't remember there being a Nazi situation there. <laughs> Nazi situation. Should we go? Oh, I'm sorry, Liz. You got to make your choice because I am. No, no, no. I I've I've really got no idea because I'm not. I'm not. I haven't. I haven't seen The Rocketeer, and I don't remember anything from View to Kill. Well, really. I can't think of. Yeah, um, I can't believe of the three of the. the well, I I did start watching Sky Caps in the World's Tomorrow, but I didn't well, finish I've, it. I've watched it, and I try to think of anything that's specific. It's like, you know, it's got Gwyneth Paltrow in it. Is that something? I don't know. Um, it's got robots, but I don't think of robots. I'm trying to think of anything in common or not in common between the... Yeah, there's nothing that... It's not alt-reality, because Rocketeer if... is sort of alt-reality, but it's really, like, li- very lightly alt-reality. I don't think that's a thing. I mean, it's a guy has a rocket pack, and there's a, there's a Zeppelin, of course. Yeah, <sighs> but then that doesn't give us view to a kill. Yeah. All right. 
Which one is Mewtwo killed the one with thingy in it? Um, yes. What's her name? Oh, what is her name again? I don't even remember the plot. Does of she Mewtwo sing as well? Is it uh, Grace? No, it's not. Is it Grace Jones? Is that her name? Uh, is that is that a Mewtwo that kill? Beautiful, tall, graceful black model who is a style. Yes, icon. that's a Mewtwo kill. That has got something to do. That's the one. Then the, the Christopher Walken's the bad guy. Yes. The most memorable yeah, thing about Mewtwo okay, Kill okay. is that Duran Duran did the song for that one. Oh, I'll tell you that right now. He did not. They did not. Yeah. Do okay. The song for right. The other ones. He's. Um, I wonder. <laughs> it's, is it jetpacks? I just think there's always a jetpack in a Bond film. So no. Walk. Well, no. They're totally. Walking is. is like. Mm. And yes, it's the one with there's, Grace Jones. There is a Nazi. Th- there are Nazi things in a Mewtwo Kill because there's like a experiment thing. That's how Walken. They make Walken. He's a th- he's he's a Nazi experiment. Oh, wait, he's a Nazi experiment. Oh, yes. all right, so, all right guys. It, okay, I, okay. I need you to get towards all right, the answer. Liz, I'll let, Liz, you should summarize. What do you think? Okay, so which are the ones that have the Nazis? No, Rocketeer is Nazis, Captain and uh, and Sky, Cap- Sky, Sky Captain, Captain Wolf, and no. yeah, they're both Nazi focused. Those two. But, so, what does Fringe have that's not, not Nazis, Nazis, but something like Nazis? I don't, I don't know Fringe at all. So maybe that's the. It has all the universe. Nazis? That, <laughs> I don't remember anything. The, <laughs> all right, so some, we're going for something to do with. Oh, but then why is the odd Uberman out? Oh, I don't know. I really don't because I don't because then why pick fringe then? How's that connection? How does that make I, any sense? I say go with Nazis, feet? which is unfortunately no, nope, right. never say that, Glenn. <laughs> no, please <laughs> not say that. It's oh, not, not, not on the show. Reverse, not allowed. Reverse, time mach- time <laughs> right. machine. Something, something to do with Nazis, but don't know what. Yeah. So give me a reason and and which one is the odd one out? <sighs> fringe because it has. I don't know. It has alternate universe <laughs> Nazis or something. A decided lack of Nazis. No, because it can't be that. It's got to be something that's like connected to Nazis that's different from the other ones. Otherwise, it's not a good odd one out. Okay, that was my answer. <laughs> they have alternate universe Nazis. Uh, an interesting are... thought, but no. Does anybody on Team oh. One? Have that is not right. <laughs> does, does anyone on Team One know this? Damn it! Is it the jetpacks? Uh, it is not the jetpacks, but you, as well. you were oh so close, and I heard oh, no. Glenn mention it, but oh, not pull that thread. Oh, it wasn't Zeppelin's, was it? It was, it was Zeppelin's. Zeppelin's. Oh, for God's <laughs> sakes! The Rocketeer, Fringe, oh, and Sky Captain all have Zeppelin's oh, in them. Oh, man, oh, Jason's going to kick me off the network. A view to a kill has a blimp. <laughs> That's what <laughs> A blimp is not a Zeppelin. I was like, you're going to kick yourself, Glenn. I- I don't think a view to a kill is the one where Christopher Walken was created by Nazis. There's no jetpack the in that he one either. Isn't that plays an evil Silicon Valley guy? Yeah, a view to a kill is, I think, the San Francisco That's, one, right? You're thinking yeah. of Uber. I, I just like, I like <laughs> actually, uh, Is it Jonathan Price? Jonathan Price. He's no, Jonathan the, Price uh, is tomorrow. Ne- That's tomorrow never does. I, no, it's I would like yeah. extra is points because my wife and I were married in a dirigible no. hangar, no, please. It's not that he's a Nazi. He got, he's like... Got made by Nazis. We did award you one point since Glenn mentioned the Zeppelins. <laughs> oh my uh, Christopher Walken is a uh, product of a Nazi genetic experiment, apparently, playing to destroy Silicon Valley to gain a monopoly in the See? microchip market. See wow, I wonder how that aged. Wow. That, that, <laughs> oh my God. Of his background completely sailed <laughs> too, over my head. Too real, guys. Yeah, too real. I knew there were Nazi scientists. So he's Martin Shkreli, but like way too early. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry. Oh, yeah. He'll, he, he definitely listens to this no, show. No, no. Don't apologize. <laughs> he's in jail right now. It's okay. No, no. All right. Uh, Quinn, you're going to round this one out. Ready? I'm ready. Andy Dufresne, Edmund Dantes, Sirius Black, and Jean Valjean. Oh. Okay, I know who two of those people are. 
I don't know who any of these people you're, are. You are so good about the okay. questions for okay. the wrong okay. team. Team two, hush. Nice. I don't know who the first one was, but Edmund Dantes, uh, I'm pretty sure, is um, the revenge. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What's it called? Uh the oh, Count of Monte Cristo. Yes, thank you. Um, okay. I'm gonna guess that it's uh, like people that uh, were convicted wrongly with wrongful conviction things mm. because of serious black. What was the fourth one? Jean Valjean. Jean Valjean. Oh, but he yeah. wasn't. Oh. Well, he was, he did do what he went to jail for. He just went to jail for like longer than was considered humane. Right, Who's Sirius Black? Uh, from Harry Potter. Potter. He was convicted for killing multiple muggles (laughs) with magic, but he did not. So maybe that's, so maybe this Jean Valjean fellow is, if he did do it, maybe he's the old one out. (laughs) I like that you're treating Jean Valjean like he's O.J. Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know who these people are. If the baguette fits, you must acquit. Who's the first? Tell him who know, John. Tell him who John Valjean is. Someone, please come on. Les Misérables. <laughs> yeah, to be clear, John Valjean stole a loaf of bread. Is his crime? Oh right, right, right. Two, four, six, <laughs> oh one. Not a big musicals fan. Sorry. Yes. Who's Andy Dufresne then? That I don't know. I have no idea. <gasps> can I answer that? Hush. Nope. Oh yes. Nope. You can answer no. That. Team two cannot help. <laughs> yeah, please do. Team two, stay out of this. Dufresne. Can you spell the last name for me? Of uh, Dufresne. Yes. D U F R E S N E. I will defer. This is the only me. one I knew. I just want you all to feel shame for that. <laughs> I feel no shame because I knew the other three. I'll defrain for making any jokes about his name. Oh. Wait, so who's the guy from Count of Monte Cristo? Like, who is it? Edmund Dantes. Um, he gets convicted and ends up escaping and then turns into the Count of Monte Cristo to come back and revenge the person that put him in jail. Yeah, basically just like spends the entire book get plotting his revenge against his... Uh... When I tested this question out, there's some, I think my girlfriend, and we, we'd all been having a couple drinks, but I think she referred ah. to him as the Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> it's a, it's a <laughs> yes. very different story. The delicious sandwich. Yes. <laughs> The Count of Monte Briscoe County. Yes. That's oh, very, wow. yeah, very meta. Oh, that's a future. You just took one of his future categories. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Okay. Well, I mean, I think it's, it clearly has something to do with imprisonment. Right. But, hmm. I wish what I knew I, who I, the first person was. <laughs> I know. That would make this a lot easier. I mean, we but could I always... think it sounds like if you know for sure that the other two were wrongfully convicted and that Jean Valjean did do what he was convicted for, then I think that's, I think that's a safe bet, as safe as we're going to get anyway. Yeah, without knowing that fourth one, that makes it difficult. Um, we could also, it could also be something along the lines of escaping, because uh, I know both uh, Edmund Dantes and. Sirius Black escaped prison, and Valjean never successfully made it out. He received his okay. pardon. Well, that would still make him the odd one out, just for a different yeah, reason. Yeah, that's true. Okay, wait, so which reason do we want to go with? <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad saying that John Valjean was, like, rightfully convicted. <laughs> but he was. I mean, he did the stuff. It sucked, and... You know, Lawfully convicted. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Much yeah. Liz, don't that help. One. Liz, Liz! 
<laughs> the lawful con- conviction. Let's go with that one. Okay. Yeah. So our guess is uh, John Valjean is the odd one out because he was lawfully convicted. <laughs> and you know what's about that guess? Ten points. Oh. Andy Dufresne, of course, is Tim Robbins' character from the Shawshank, Redemption, the Shawshank Redemption, who is also oh. wrongfully committed for the murder of his wife it. and her lover. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. but he also escapes. Dollars per minuto. I don't yeah. think I realize the kind of Monte Cristo plot is so much like Batman <laughs> with a few changes. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it really basically is. Batman. Uh, well done on that one. Good reasoning it out, even with a missing Good piece job. of information. And that concludes round three. Lex, what are the scores? Wow. It's gotten uh, it's gotten a little bit less close than it had been, Dan. Team two has thirty four points. Uh, team one, however, has fifty. Fifty oh, to thirty four. Nice. So team one has a bit of a wow. lead right now. And it's the, the kind of thing where you'd want to have. Been. It's, it's the kind of situation where you'd hope that team two had a fake off round coming where they could win some extra points. Great news! Round four is the second of our <gasps> fake off rounds. Fake off. Oh my god! Twenty years later. Oh, no. <laughs> Team two, this is your chance to it's bid for points uh, on the following category. As always, you can bid one to ten. You get the number of points, you get it right. You lose the number of points if you get it wrong. Your category is Fantastic Creatures. Oh. What would you like to bid? We got where to find them. Ten, don't you? Uh, go big or go you home. You want to bid ten? Well, if we don't, we, All right, I, you I were... forget. There's like a, isn't there a crazy round coming up where points are double or something? Yeah. There is no crazy <laughs> round. We, we, no we points are double. the ten. All right. They're points, betting 10. Which is completely against my nature because true daily a, double out. All right. Your, <laughs> oh, your word, team two, is oh, no. okay. tahine. And your first definition comes from Kathy Campbell. It is, of course, tahine is, of course, a breed of flying creatures known for their luck. A breed of flying creatures known for their luck. Could be that. Uh, Anthony, what else might, it, might a tahine be? Uh, the Tehin are actually a race of magical creatures who dance at the end of time and can shapeshift to any form they desire. Ooh, shapeshifting dancing creatures at the end of time. Uh, might be that. Quinn, what else might a Tehin be? Well, a Tehin is, of course, a creature that's not from a natural world or a magical world. They've got the bodies of men, but the heads of animals. Ooh, so it could be creatures with the bodies of men and heads of animals. It could be shapeshifters who dance at the end of time. Or it could be way back to those flying creatures known for their luck. One of those is Tahin. But which one is it? Team two, the guess is yours. Mr. Quizmaster, could you spell the word? T-A-H-E-E-N. Interesting. Um, I remember dragons that caused luck from the Hitchhiker's Guide, uh, flying over some forest, uh, or it might be they cause Amory, I forget which. Um, I thought it was luck. Tahin. I, th- I feel the lack of universes where these definitions apply is working against us yes. here. Can we ask a- questions? I've forgotten. We can't ask No questions. questions. Information is always yours to, 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 you can always choose what information to share and what not to share. Oh, I see. Interesting. Mm. This is not turns out, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> what was, what was, I Sorry. don't remember, but it's it, like, I don't remember this as a thing, but it sounds like a, a, a race from Doctor Who to me, which means the dancers at the end of time. They, it's not yeah, a race from Doctor Who. Right. I can what tell you that. The Quartal, not the, they had a, it was the episode um, uh, with the master and the things in the spheres. Uh, no. What are they called? No. That's the, the, um, um, the oh, I can't remember. Oh, it's, it's not, not Tahine. The t- no, no, no. Yeah, no. If it was a Doctor Who answer, one, we wouldn't be being asked it, and two, I, yeah, I'd. But it's a answer. good. It's a faint answer they gave us, I think, because that's Doctor Who-ish. Wait, so it's 
Lucky Dragons. Yeah, there aren't much things that are, oh, I don't know, end of time. There's also not a lot of dancing in Doctor Who. There is that too. Doctor Dances. What is... Uh, there what, are giant dancing bumblebee what people. What was Quinn's? Is the head, body of uh, oh, right. men, head, a body of uh, people, head of animals. Um, yes. Tahin. I don't think Form the of. Form, oh wait, form of? No, no, oh. that was a joke. That was just a joke. Oh. That was, oh. <laughs> making jokes. What, what I'll stop making jokes. <laughs> form of a panther. Uh... Quote unquote joke. What jokes. was the first one? It was one? Uh, dragons that. Uh, flying bring creatures. Luck. I, I don't think dragons creatures. was. Oh, specified. I'm sorry. Flying creatures that bring luck. I'm... Flying creatures that bring luck. Um, I think we just went to dragon mm. because lucky dragons. Um, lucky dragons. I was thinking dragons. My favorite cereal, by the way. Lucky luck. dragons. <laughs> dragon. There's a box. There's, they're all shaped like eights. Uh, let's see. I don't know. I'm. That seems. Just flying creatures I, seems a bit. I, yeah, I like Quinn's, but it seems almost too plausible to be the right answer. Tahin, Tahin. I don't recognize the universe or the name. Um, I don't either. No. Did a good job coordinating terseness. That was a good job, team one. Yeah. yeah. Um, What's that about? <laughs> tactics. Um, um. Tahin. I, the, the more I say the word aloud, the less meaning it has. Um, no, the more it. The more I'm yeah. going towards the half people, half animal head things. Um, just trying to think of, I can't think of where that would come from. I don't remember flying lucky creatures from anything I've read, like specifically like that. Like they grant things, grant wishes, and do whatever, but not in specific luck. So I'm more luck. And yeah. Tahine sounds like a plural, so I think all those are plausible for that. But um, what do you think? Are we going to go with? What are we going to go with? Okay, well. Um, I, you, I'm half man, <sighs> half head cold right now, so I'm not. Damn it. Well, yeah, if that's, if that's the only inclination we as a team have any of us, cause I really don't know other than I'm a bit unconvinced by end of time dancing. Yeah, that cause that seems a bit odd. Not right. But if, if that's, I, I, oh, oh, which is part oh. of why I sort of can't let it go. Wait a minute. Wasn't there a George? Ah, no, that's it. That's it. It's from a series I read decades ago. There are these creatures that live very slowly through time, and when the universe ends, they dance, and there's only one person alive who's figured out a way to live really slowly. It's That's the answer. Well, are you positive. End of time dancers? End of time dancers. It's it's these vast creatures that live in interstellar spaces and live very, very slowly, and when the universe comes to an end, they all dance. And There's one person left alive at the end of the book, one human, who has perfected this technique of, of cryogenic reduction, so he's lived billions of years. That's it. What book is this? I'm good okay, with that. Okay, that's the answer that I... All right. That's the one I didn't I like. I know, but I re- actually Liz, remember... Liz, you're the, you're the captain. Happening. You get to decide. Yeah, I remember this actually from a book. I want to say, uh, it's not George R. Martin. You must decide now. It's, it's not, <laughs> All yeah. right. All right. Well, you seem convinced. Okay, we'll go with the end of time dancer. Uh, Anthony, they picked yours, the uh, shape-shifting dancers at the end of time. Is that what Tahin are? Well, first, I'd just like to say, Glenn, I don't know what that book is, but I would love to read oh, it. Oh, goddammit. Uh, <laughs> oh, damn it! Because that's not the answer. That, I actually, that I actually got this from Michael Moorcock's books, The Dancers at the End of Time. Uh, but that is not what Tahina are. That was a But that bluff. is not what Tahina no. Which of you and Team One, uh, Quinn, Kathy, who had the right answer there? That would be me. Oh. Yes, the Tahin are oh. half man. So ha- just... with the, uh, they have the body of the man, the head of creatures. They are from Stephen King's Dark Tower series. Oh, darn it, Glenn. That. Darn it. I'm we, sorry. Darn it. We, really we, we talked ourselves into it and then talked ourselves out. Yeah, yeah you're almost the there. Yeah. I remember. So close. I'm going to have to dig up the series because it's at the end of that book. There's actually the end of time. Well, 
this creature's You all got Glenn's playing. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn come, back, uh, come back at the end of time and tell us about that book. I will. I will. But I, I'd just like to say I am a little offended at Liz's dismissal of dances <laughs> at the end of time, given that that is a real trilogy of books. <laughs> yeah, this, this explains why I don't like Murkoff very much. I think that's silly. Uh, all right. Well, well done, bluffing team one. Uh, that's the end of round four. Lex, we got one round left. Where are the scores? <sighs> Well, they're unmoved from the last time we did an update since they just scored zero points. So we are still at 34 uh, I believe, to in fact, 50. they bid 10. They l- no, no, no. They oh, lose yes. to wager. Oh, I forgot that they lose them. Damn it. Oh, of course. That's what makes a wager a wager. Uh, that's, why we do, that's why we work together. It's 24 to 50. We're almost, they're almost, they've scored almost one point for every two points that Team one has scored. So <laughs> I won't do the math on that, but we'll go into round five. Round five. Uh, round five is a contrib- how do they work? Round five is a contribution by our good friend Tony Sindelar. Uh oh. For uh, a round Yay. I'm calling the Chalcedonian remit. Perhaps and I want to em- <laughs> emphasize I did not write this round at all. All of this was written for Very me. Nice. Perhaps you've Excellent. heard of my debut okay. novel, The Caledonian Gambit, available now at fine bookstores. But this is about some books oh, that yeah, are confusingly can- similar in title. Uh, we've invented some book titles, and we've got plots, and from those plots, you gotta guess the book title that sounds something like another book, maybe The Caledonian Gambit. I'm gonna give you the premise of a book. A fake book. You're gonna give me the title of that book. The title of that book is gonna sound like The Caledonian Gambit. It's gonna be The Something Something. I'll give you that for free. So, for example, perhaps you've heard of the new book in the Shakespearean extended universe about a Danish prince who ends up in Southeast Asia, The Cambodian Hamlet. This is an extended promotion for Dan's book. I've, yep. I've been making make these jokes for months, so I think I have a head start. Written by Tony Sindelar. Um, Thank Tony David Sindelar, by the way, a pen name for Dan. <laughs> I wrote that one under a pseudonym. No, don't say that. Tony, oh God, no. Tony's first like half dozen appearances on The Incomparable was spent persuading people that he wasn't Dan. <laughs> Not sure. The reality is Tony is John Syracuse. All right. Okay. I, do. I knew it. Here we go, Kathy, we're starting with you. Okay. This nonfiction text discusses the wide range of janitorial roles and responsibilities. Uh, okay, so the janitorial handbook? Something like that? Custodian. Custodian? Cust- yeah. Ah. The custodian. Wide, wide range is your... The custodian gamut? There you go. Yes. Uh, well done, Quinn. Ten points. Excellent. Nicely done. done. Kelly. Okay. A text on the systems and processes that can cause one to develop a fear of animals. <laughs> um, a text on? Like text? Like a book? They're all books, Glenn. <laughs> no, no. I can say, you, said books, te- Glenn. you said text. Thank you, Bronte. A text, as in a book. Okay. I do not... Oh, okay, man. can I have that one more time? A I'm text sorry, on the Dan. systems and processes that can cause one to develop a fear of animals. <laughs> it get worse and worse. <laughs> Phobia. Wait a second. The. I heard. I heard a word. What did hey. you say? I think Glenn said dystopian. No, that. No, I okay. I said phobia. I yeah, phobia. there you go. Phobia. A okay, text, phobia. So it's a book that causes. The amalamophobia. You could probably figure out what the word fear of animals is. Do a little work with your roots there. I know that phobia is in it. Uh, I don't know the fear of animals. What's the fear of animals, Liz? Um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the anaphobia. Um, 
Animal phobia. This is this is this is this is gold. Game of phobia. <laughs> Shut up. This is hard. What's the scammer? What's the I, study is, of I'm animals? What? The study the of animals. The zoology. The zoophobia. Zoophobian. The zoophobian oh, manual, and I can't figure out what the second word is. What was it? Things and processes. Things. Systems and processes. That's right. Systems and processes. Systems and processes. Yeah. processes. Um, the zoophobian. The zoophobian. Gambit. <laughs> Graham. Rabbit. Yeah. Rabbit. Rabbit. That's where I went. Immediately. All right. We're going to. The Zuboving granule. Okay. Uh, Lex, we're going to give him some points there. Oh, my God. I, I, because I think this one was impossible, I'm going to give him six points. All right. All right. Oh, good good thank good you, Lex. Uh, we have the Zoophobian yeah. dynamic. Dynamic. I approve of those you know six what? points. At this point, I'm just trying to get through this round. Tony! I'll get you, Anthony. An allegory about a man who finds a cache of fake diamonds in a golf course obstacle. Uh, okay, well, golf course obstacle, that's probably a bunker then. A cache of fake diamonds? Uh, and an allegory in there too that's not significant okay. <laughs> I'm already going to steer you away from that alright fake diamonds uh, in a golf course obstacle that's all you have to think about uh, does anybody know any other I don't play golf does anybody know any other golf, golf obstacles I there's a windmill as a thing oh I totally do and I'm shutting up oh that's mini golf <laughs> oh rap <laughs> like a sand trap obvious or water. Oh, do they call it a sand trap in the US? We call it a bunker over here. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, but maybe that's significant. Sand trap sounds more like gambit than bunker does. So yeah. Uh, or dynamic. So fake diamonds. Cash of fake diamonds. What's uh? What's the what are the, the <gasps> zirconia? Oh, I got it. I got it. Can oh, the, the zirconian sand trap. Lex, I'd give, I'd give it to him. We're giving it to you. We had <laughs> sand pit. We had sand pit, sand no! trap. Close enough. Right. Sand pit. Sand pit. Right, right. Well done, uh, Glenn. Oh, wow. Well done, team. Thank you. Yeah, good job, guys. Glenn, I'm here, for the, I'm here for the pain. A self help book on sleeping better and swearing less. Is not a self help book at all. Damn it! Um, <laughs> sleeping better. So that's somnambulist. The somnambulists. No, or is it some somnambulin? Damn it! You know what? I gave him the other one. I'm going to give you that one. That's close enough. We have the insomnia. Damn it! But the somnambulist. Damn it! As good, if not better. Okay, if not better. That was actually pretty good. (laughs) Uh, Quinn. (laughs) I liked that one. That actually seemed like it worked. Uh, Tony, they're sorry. I hope Tony's not listening. <laughs> Hi, Tony. Hey, <laughs> buddy. We love you, nerd. Uh, all right. Quinn, another nonfiction entry. This is an in-depth analysis of the path of Jupiter's orbit. Okay, so the, that's Jovian then, isn't it? Or the tra- or trans... Oh. No, no, no. Yeah, it'd be Jovian, wouldn't it? Yeah. I was going to say trans-Jovian, but no, that's things moving across Jupiter. So what was the rest um. of it? An in-depth analysis of the path of Jupiter's orbit. You're very nearly there. Okay, True. so the Jovian... In-depth analysis, orbital mechanics. Um... You want to focus on the path. 
<laughs> oh, uh, transit. No, no. You know what? Oh, yes. I heard it. Yes, Bing. Put it yeah. together for me. <laughs> the Jovian transit. Ten points. <laughs> oh. Yay! Points. And Liz will put us out of this round and out of our misery. <laughs> out of your misery, Dan. We loved it. Okay, yeah, good. This, was a this biography tells the story of Star Wars's Greedo, who before his career in bounty hunting was a simple robber. <laughs> I've seen that movie, by the way. <laughs> oh, what is Greedo's species? I can't remember. You mean, what is he? Is that what it's about? Oh, I'm sorry. It's not my turn, though. So, oh, because he's... Me... Yeah, he, yeah. Oh, Liz, Liz, it's your question. turn. It's Liz's he's... turn. I want Liz to... Oh, right. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't realize it was my question. Um, Greedo is a Rodian. Greedo's Rodian. Rodian. The... Rodian, obviously. Rod- the Rodian... Uh... His previous career was what? Excuse me? A simple the... robber. A robber. The Robi- Rodian... Bandit. Um... Oh. Bandit. Bandits! Woo! The Rodian there Bandit. There you go. The Rodian Bandit. Yay! Well done. <laughs> And that is the end of round five. Lex, <gasps> wow. final scores, please. <laughs> oh, my God. Liz, Glenn, and Kelly closed the gap. They only lost by 30 points, 50 for Team oh, 2, and 80 for Team oh, 1. <laughs> An 80-point day for Team 1. That was hard. Congratulations. That's the I've been on the winning side. That was oh, hard. congratulations, <laughs> Anthony. Just a reminder, the book you want is The Caledonian Gambit, except no substitutes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tony Sindelar, for writing that. Gambit. Uh, thank you to both of our teams today. Uh, as a reminder, if you would like to reach out to us, you can reach us at the inconceivable at the incomparable.com. If you'd like to send us comments, feedback, suggest rounds, any of that stuff, we welcome it. And you can always reach us on Twitter at, at incon underscore sievable. Before you close the show, I just want to tell your listeners that there's a, there's clues Dan didn't use. So tweet at D Morin with what you think the answer is to a history book about immense stone construction techniques and materials. Nobody say it, but it's an unused <laughs> clue from this one. Tweet at D Morin, a history book about immense stone construction techniques and materials. He wants to hear from you. <laughs> I'm going to set up an account of at Transjovian Hamlet just to see, <laughs> just so I can harass Dan and Tony. Uh, thanks oh, everybody for playing Lord. and tuning in. We will see you next time. Time.